freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about... Just Mike. Gonna, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's, like, the buff dudes at? Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> Oh, man. Love the text machine today. Everybody very fiery today. Thanks, Captain Obvious. 866-979-3776. It's a Mac and Jack's text line. JD in the 509. Nobody's texting about not hating the Mariners when they don't stink. I wonder why. No, Captain JD, uh, Mr. 509. They don't text at all when they don't stink. It's only when they stink that I get a text even a little bit, forgetting about uh, uh, just texting that they're bad. No, I I don't get anything when they're they're playing well. I just get nothing. You know what I get? I get my phone that listens to conversations, because why did I just get an email on Colorado Buffalo's gear? Oh. Dion's Colorado Buffalo's gear. This, the 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 man is following <laughs> yes. you, Brock. And yes. we were talking about this the other day. Instagram reels and how they're uh, they know me. They know that I, I want literally more just content. got emails on yeah. Huskies online gear and Colorado they, Buffalo's they, they gear. They know that I want more info and info. Uh, they want I want more Frenchies. Please keep them Frenchies, coming Frenchies. on my uh, on my Instagram page. All right. Hey, the Seahawks seem pretty happy, right? Mm-hmm. Of all things, like, I know that you, you know, have your personal vendetta against Jamal Adams and all that. But other than that, and whether or not he chooses to show up at work, uh-huh. the Seahawks seem reasonably happy. Nobody's holding out, right? Everybody was there for mandatory minicamp. Jamal and and uh, and, uh, and Jordan, Jordan are Brooks are rehabbing. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. like, whether they're here or not, it's not like they can participate. They're both coming off of significant injuries. It's pretty tranquil. And then you kind of look around the league, and it's not mm. entirely tranquil. Tranquil, mm. right? In Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, maybe going to be there, maybe not going to be there. Maybe he was there. Maybe he's fighting with the coach about it. Little he said, she said, not a pretty picture. I'm only here, so I won't get fined. Aaron Donald, not so around with the Rams anymore, and they're trying to figure out if they're going to stink for another year, what their future looks like, controversy in San Francisco, and the knowledge that they're going to have to choose between their two wide receivers, right? Are they going to pay Debo? Are they going to stick with Brandon Ayuk? What does that look like? They you know, traded for McCaffrey. They're starting to deal with some of those real questions mm-hmm. and concerns, et cetera. Uh, obviously, the Jets and that whole big mess and what happens next in Green Bay. So, uh, look, there, there's a lot of these stories. Chris Jones may or may not be interested in showing up for minicamp with the Chiefs, right? It's another one of those reminders that there is a Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. in the NFL. You know about the Goldilocks zone? You know what's in the Goldilocks zone? Eight to 11-year-olds raising them. That's what it is. That's that the Goldilocks zone. That's a great parenting. point. Yes. yes I was going to say Earth. Zone. Earth in the Goldilocks zone. I told you, I've been reading this book with Cecily. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson's book on like astrophysics and stuff for kids. Uh-huh. It's pretty fun. And it talks about you know the Big Bang, all this stuff with the cosmos. And it talks about Earth. We're in the Goldilocks zone. If it was any hotter, if we were any closer to the sun... All of the oceans would like evaporate. Mercury. Like if we were close, like Mercury, <laughs> yes. all of the oceans would evaporate. Yep. If we were a little farther away, like Mars, Mars. well, then With a Z, all Mars. of those oceans would freeze, <laughs> yep. right? And you wouldn't be able to live here. It's the Goldilocks zones, right in between. 
Seahawks are in a Goldilocks zone over the next year or two where yep. you've drafted a lot of good young talent. It's had enough time to be in the league and percolate, Brock. That's for you. Love that word. There you go. Like the Beverly Hillbillies. But they're oil. not coming apart at the seams yet. Yep. And we saw what that looked like, right? With the Legion of Boom, you saw it a generation before that. It happens in the NFL because of the salary cap, because of the pressures that the league system puts on every team and because Mm -hmm. of the egos as well. Mm -hmm. Eventually, success is hard to maintain unless you are absolutely ruthless. And most teams, most people are not. Are the Seahawks entering the Goldilocks zone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in Maura's email last night as she laid that out, I don't want to misrepresent it, just kind of talking about player empowerment. Right in the in the in the voice, and we have seen that grow over this league over the last ten years in ways it never did before. Mm-hmm. That the Jalen Ramseys can force their way out, that Deshaun Watson can force his way out. That you have enough voice, and you know, in some ways, Russell Wilson, at Aaron least as Rogers. it's been many ways characterized, Aaron Rodgers. I want out, and even through the most difficult constraints, Peyton where Manning faking that neck injury to get out of in. Oh, sorry, that one didn't happen. <laughs> sorry. Just trying to get you in trouble. I didn't want to give you a watch your mouth today after I gave you two of those yesterday. (laughs) So I really didn't want to do that. I'm just kidding. Obviously, that didn't happen. He had enough HGH. He could have stayed as long as he wanted. You are seen from a player empowerment, but then culturally within your team, how many times, Salk, over the years have we seen Pete on and off the record talk about some of these things? Like, yep, good luck to you guys. Yep, good luck handling that success. Like, well, welcome to my world. Welcome to handling prosperity. Instead of climbing that mountain, all being in it together, understanding where the credit goes and how it's shared amongst everybody, the Denver Nuggets, man, we're on an eight-year climb, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, what Joker talked about, right? Failures. And then, you know, now they're at the mountaintop. Well, how are you going to handle all that prosperity? How are you going to handle all of that success? What does that look like? We have seen that with so many teams over these last 10 years plus. Handling prosperity and success is more difficult it is more difficult than handling adversity. Handling adversity brings people together. Handling prosperity separates families. <laughs> you know, I think I've told you this story. One of the one of the most fascinating speaking events I've done in my life, and I loved it. And I've and I've thought about it a lot after the fact. As I was over in Lake Chelan, uh, I don't know for what we're ranking today, but uh, Mount Rainier, Lake Chelan, beautiful places in the state of Washington. And I was speaking to a family that was trying to transition from the second generation to the third generation. They were a big real estate trust, right? And all, you know, lots of land, lots of things. And, and um, they were smart enough to have hired a really brilliant guy to kind of oversee that and be a third voice, right? And an arm's length and outside the family, uh, uh, not attached emotionally to really, because you know what the numbers are, Salk? Staggering in how second to third generation family businesses and families just cannot make it. Hmm. Cannot make it. First to second, man, you can make it. The number's pretty good. So parent starts a business, child has success, grandchild screws it up. Brutal. Brutal with the grandchildren, other siblings, other family members, <laughs> right? All of them. I watched a dear friend of mine and in their family business, super successful, all working together and try to put constraints in. And hey, you know, for, for those to, to work in the management side, they've got to do this. They've got to cross this bridge. There's nothing going to be handed to them and try to do that in writing. And then all of a sudden, well, yeah, well, we, I, I know what we wrote. I know what we agreed to, but come on, you know, he's worthy of it. He's put the time. No, no, we can't do that. And guess what? The whole thing imploded and blew up and never imagined it would. 
And so it is so difficult to do that and handle that prosperity. And it is no different in sport, in any of these sports. And, and because, as you said, the constructs of the way that the thing is built in the NFL. I mean, the NFL just compresses all of the pressures that you've just mentioned, magnifies them, and makes it worse, right? And wants to. And wants to spray that fire it's starter like, it's like on it. It's like the greenhouse so- gases on Venice. Uh, <laughs> Venus, excuse me, Brock. I, I get confused there sometimes with those terms. There are other greenhouse gases. Right, exactly. So, you know, I, I yeah. totally understand. How is I'm, that a band? Huh? Greenhouse gases on Venice? Is that it, a band? It should be. Venus, Brock. It's, it's, it's about Venus. to be, Brock. It's right near Mercury. It's oh. the next this is the next one after Mercury. Great. Yes. Seahawks <laughs> um, are in a pretty good spot, though. They're not dealing they with are. any of those things. And the reason nope. why is because they're young. That's exactly it. You got all these rookies. That there's no there's no haggling. I'm on my rookie deal. I can't even negotiate. I can't. Tariq Woolen's so greatly outplayed his deal already. Yep. Rip it up. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Can't, can't, can't even negotiate with you. Yeah, I'd love to. I even talk to you about it. It's my bad. Sorry. Just three can't years. do it. You got three years. Just a kicker, dude. Yep. <laughs> I'd love to. Just a kicker. There's <laughs> nothing I can do. I mean, it'd be great. I mean, I'd like to, but I, uh, there's nothing I can do. Sorry, you're just going to have to and make you know the what? league minimum for a and fifth frankly, round pick. The, and frankly, the Mariners, if their young core continues to do it, they should be in the Goldilocks zone, they too. They should be. Because George Kirby and Logan Gilbert and Jared Kelnick and those guys, yeah. yep, you got them under Good a lot of control. Good text from the 253 reminding me, quick heads up, Mars is actually in the Goldilocks zone. It's the lack of a magnetosphere, which is what makes it uninhabitable. All right, fair. Oh, Venus, too, but runaway greenhouse gases is why that's uninhabitable. That I knew. <laughs> I didn't realize that about Mars. I did know that about Venus. Just a kicker, dude. Yeah, it's just a kicker. That's what, what about the moon? The moon? The moon is so close. What, what happened to the moon? Well, the moon, you got a gravity <laughs> issue, right? I mean, like, it's not very large. I think that's probably the biggest problem. It's chilly up there, too, I think. We'll be right back with everything you need to know. <laughs> More bad astrophysics next on Brock and Salt. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Who knows if it continues from here, but it's been really nice seeing the Mariners we expected to show up actually show up over the last couple of days. It was another blowout. Pitching, defense, hitting, everything in sync right now for the Mariners. Dominant outing from George Kirby. Perfect into the fifth. He seemed to just have that extra juice on the fastball. Ten strikeouts on the night. And then runs coming in bunches. Three-run shot for Cal Raleigh. Two-run shot for Mike Ford, who went deep again later on as a solo job. And Jose Caballero with the bases loaded, no less? Here comes the 0-1. Swung on, hot shot down the third baseline. Fair ball rolling into the corner. Here comes Gino. He'll score. Cal right behind him. Racing to third base is Ford. He's being waved. Caballero going into third. Ford will score. Caballero slides. A bases clearing triple at third base. Jose Caballero. He was quite the force last night. Got hit by a pitch. He was uh, walked and then drove them crazy on the base paths. He is... He, remember when we talked about being tough to play against? Yep. He's tough to play against. Yeah, and their lineup has been. You know, you've talked about this process and the and the messaging for it and why is this finally sticking, at least over these last seven days. And you just, more than anything, man, want to be hard to play against, hard to pitch to. And that's not what they have been through their first 50-some games. Certainly have been this last week. The results have followed. Two, two questions for you. Are you in the minis, like a mini these mini dogs and stuff that, no. that are like mini Labrador. You're not into minis? No, I like regular standard size. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Is is Mike Ford kind of a mini Vogel box? <laughs> is you it, is it possible to be a mini Vogel? From the left side, he's sort of a mini Cal Raleigh. When I saw Raleigh go deep yesterday with the mustache, I thought it was Mike Ford for a second. 
When I saw him out shaking hands, I thought he was one of the coaches. I'm Stop. not going to lie. He's not, so. he's not big like me. He's like not Stephen Pope. Yes. He, yes. He looks more like Stephen Vogt. I mean, like, yeah, that's right. Vogelback looks like you inflated him with something. Like, you, you stuck a pin He's in inflamed. and just started, like, you know, doing the pump yes. thing. I don't, I don't think Mike Ford looks like that. Secondly, second question is like Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, even Munoz, you could see, like, the power. You could see how they throw 96, 97, 98 for Munoz over 100, the legs, the power. Right. Kirby? How does George Kirby throw 99.4 miles an hour? Yeah. And where did that come from? That was not him as a first-round pick in 19 out of Elon. But that's driveline, right? I mean, that's that's going to work. I don't know if it's driveline specifically for him, but those types of programs that have really helped these guys. But even his mechanics and all of that. I know, but his mechanics. When you look at him, you don't. You would not think 99.4. Mark, Mark Pryor, man, just easy gas, just awesome. finding a way with that easy. Tenth easy quality starts gas. second in all of baseball. He was tremendous last night. Scott, pretty happy with what he's getting out of his young star pitcher. Yeah, George is really smart. He understands it. You know, he's got really good stuff. He's got a good fastball. And if they're getting on your fastball, we're going to mix more. And I thought he and Cal did a really good job. I also think they did a nice job of uh, expanding the strike zone with two strikes. George has given up some hits, 0-2, 1-2. Just, you know, not really putting it the ball in areas where you need to put it to finish guys off and, and giving them a chance. Um, so, again, he executed very well tonight. Um, but I'm really excited. I thought that was the combination of his pitches is the best we've seen at any point all season. I'm curious to see what happens if and when Kirby especially, but some of these other kids as well, really develop secondary pitches. And Kirby's got some stuff. I'm not saying it's not there at all, but his fastball is by far his best pitch. If he's able to really develop some secondary stuff, he could absolutely be one of the best pitchers in baseball if he's not already there uh, right now. Speaking of which, Luis Castillo on the hill tonight as they go for a sweep of the Marlins. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. They win the Stanley Cup. It has happened in Vegas. The Cup's going to stay in Vegas. And for the first time, the Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. Not a lot of drama. They just blew out the Panthers last night and win it in five. So both series go five for all the excitement of two Miami teams being in the finals. First, the Heat lost. Then last night, the Panthers lost and through it all. The uh, mm. second place Marlins haven't looked so good themselves. Do I have to congratulate the Vegas Golden Knights? I don't really want to. I think you have to. Yeah, I think it's incumbent I, 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 upon you to do so. I think they're really? looking for your congratulations. Yeah, yes. I don't really want to do that. What do I really like I about them? I don't know. I just rather them be the rival. I'm just, as you know, I'm trying to build a rivalry there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest Vegas guy out there, and that's a you I problem. Mean, They've done it right. There's no question. They get to the Stanley Cup year two or, you know, to the to the finals. They win the whole sucker last night in year six. So I'm not a hater, but kind I of just hater. don't know if I've got to celebrate. I think I would call you kind of a hater. That's a you problem. I think I would kind of put you in the <laughs> hater category. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, Brock, maybe uh, you should be out paddling canoes with the Seahawks rookies because that's what they were doing yesterday. I can't believe this is in need to know. Is this really a story we need to know that the Seahawks yeah. are out paddling canoes? Yes. Mike Morris not pleased with his young teammates. Never again. Never again. I need Navy Seals with the next time I go. This dude right here. Panicking every... Twitching all the time. No, never again. Not with him. Never again. I guess you're not a water guy, huh? No, I like the water. I'm cool with the water. It's just it's just cold. I know the water's cold because I'm on the West Coast. Y'all ain't got warm water like in Florida. And I didn't want to get wet. 
and plus people were twitching and stuff, and I wasn't really trying to get wet, so uh-uh, never again. The twitchiness is really what gets him, obviously. Uh, that's the courtesy of Bob Condota, who was uh, covering the canoe races uh, mm-hmm. as the diligent reporter that he is for the paper of record. Uh, it just hit me. He is Florida Mike Bennett. Yeah. Mike Bennett is Hawaii. He is Florida Mike Bennett. Yes. I mean, it is. If if Mike Bennett were from Florida like he is, that they, they yeah, that's who he is. He's a little bigger. I hope he's half the player, two-thirds the player. Michael Bennett was a phenomenal, really I mean, good. phenomenal player. Yes. So just be two-thirds of Michael Bennett the player, and that would be a really nice pick in the fifth round. That's everything you need to know. Uh, we do a quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. What? It seems uh, like you've got I'm something I'm watching Roy Holiday there. video. Actually, his delivery is very Roy Holiday-esque. Yeah. And Holiday was 91 to 95 cutter. His or 90, yeah, 91 to 92 cutter, sinker, 92 to 95 in those days. Right before driveline and all of those other things. Actually, there he is delivery wise. You say Mark Pryor, and I get that because it's the ease, the, and it's ease. the repeatability. Yeah. But there is a lot of Roy Halliday, and Roy Halliday in his in his prime, Cy Young was. Oh yeah, just I mean you could cool. do a whole lot worse than Roy Halliday, right? Yes. I mean in all of that time and each stop. I mean he was tremendous, Phenomenal. tremendous pitcher. Yeah, I mean. Look, I mean, despite all of the aggravation we've had with the Mariners this year, and it's been considerable, they've got a collection of young dudes who can throw. I mean, yep. it's just remarkable. I mean, right now, especially now with Marco out of the lineup with Chris, I don't know how you keep Chris Flexen around, by the way. I, I Nicest guy in the world, and I am not here to bash a guy like Chris Flexen. But when you're walking dudes and then giving up home runs with a seven-run lead in the eighth inning, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know what he's doing on the roster. I don't know how much longer they can possibly continue to val- you know, validate having him here. But yep. with no Marco, no Flexen, and no uh, Robbie Ray, it's crazy what you're looking well, it's at. It's why Passon said they are, you know, that question, that point that Jerry made. We'll talk to Jerry tomorrow. So much young pitching. Yes, that, you know, how many other the 29 organizations would swap places with them? And to Passon's point, most of them. Yeah, a handful like the Dodgers, and there were a few others that he referenced, but but a lot of them, the majority of them, absolutely would because of that young, controllable power pitching. Pretty remarkable what they've got right now. I mean, just all of these arms kind of coming together. And over the last week, yes, I'm saying the last week, not the last two games. And I'm saying it for a reason. We'll play you the sound to show you why next. Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710, salesports.com. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. What's the thing they like on uh, Twitter and the social media? An act, a play in three acts? Yes. Is that what it is? Three acts? Or in three parts or something. Yeah. All right. Well, Basically let me give you thing. let me give you a play in three acts. It starts with Scott calling out his team for being undisciplined, right? For being not consistently focused. Jeff Passan told us yesterday that translates to a lack of discipline. That's part one. Since then, thankfully, in just two games, they've played better in terms of their discipline and focus. They haven't been picked off. They have been aggressive and successful on the base paths at the right times. They played really good. You know what a great defensive game last night was Ty France. Kind of out of nowhere, had a couple of really nice plays over the last week and, and nice to see. Second act of the play, according to Scott, they changed their philosophy and their messaging on offense. Uh, I think I said it um, in the road trip after we got out of Texas. We wanted to, to change our messaging up a little bit and what we were trying to do. Um, really focusing on hitting as many balls in the middle of the field as you can. And it has helped out. It certainly helped Teo out a bunch. I think he's been really good. 
over the last week or so. Um, Ty kind of does it naturally, but it needs to be, you need a conscious effort to do it. And it just, it gives you a better chance of, of making better swing decisions when you're not trying to pull everything. And our guys are doing it. They're getting really good results and they're still pulling balls. So it has worked and they're still hitting for power and it has still kind of worked the way they wanted to. So that started a week ago after the abysmal series that they had in Texas coming off the just as bad series they had against the Yankees. So fast forward to last night, you finally start to see some results. You win two games in a row. In fact, blow out the Marlins in both of them. And Scott takes notice. Uh, it certainly feels a little different um, just on the production that we've had offensively from different parts of the lineup, everybody contributing. And, um, you know, it feels different in the clubhouse. I think the players understand that, you know, we needed to make some adjustments. We have. Um, we're starting to get the results from it. But we've got to stay with it day after day after day. If it's grind through it and Again, I've brought this up before, but, you know, the exciting thing for me is we're getting the pressure on the starting pitcher on the other team early in the game. You see the pitch count get up, and all of a sudden you look, it's fourth, fifth inning, and they're gone. And that's a really good sign. That's how we're typical. We're used to playing. You know, we get deep in counts. We take some walks. It's back-to-back nights, uh, you know, single-digit strikeouts by us. Um, It doesn't sound like a big deal. It's a big deal. We're getting the ball in play. Uh, We're just having good at-bats up and down the lineup. And so, of course, as you talk about it throughout the morning, we've heard a lot of, oh, nice job, Mike. They have two good wins, and all of a sudden they're great again. Nice job, Mike. They win two, and all of a sudden they figured it out. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for participating, Brock. And And I just want to say that's not the point. Oh, it really isn't. It's not about the two wins. It's about the six or seven games in which the approach has been better that has led eventually to a couple of those wins. And if it continues, and that's a gigantic if, we'll lead to more of them. Mm-hmm. It's seeing over four pitches in a bat as a team, which, again, doesn't sound like much. But when you're above league average, that, that does help. It's doing damage. It's back-to-back games hitting three home runs, hitting a three-run home run to just give your – your pitching staff that has had to be so good has had to be historic in some ways as Bryce Miller was in four of his eight starts has to be so dominant as George Kirby's 10th quality start last night, second most in baseball. And when they're not and they give up some runs, well, game's over, right? You just, you can't give up four or five runs and it's just disheartening. Well, it's quite the, quite the opposite when you get that lead and then let those guys go. Can you imagine if you can kind of continue to do this, and you won't, it's baseball. It's going to go up and down. But if you just breathe some life into this staff and give them some margin, that is still the strength of this team. And, yeah, nice to see contributions even last night. You know, Julio and JP go for five each. You wouldn't think you're going to score nine runs. <laughs> that, that, that was not the case, right? But the rest pick it up. Mike Ford's a couple big swings. Caballero's a pest. Suarez, Teoscar, good at bats. Ty, good at bats. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's what you have. I'll tell you the one thing through 66 games of 500 ball that you've been pretty consistent with, and Jerry verbalized last week, this isn't about one more outside bat. They need that. They still need that. But this is about your own guys playing up to the standard that many of them showed last year. Yeah. And playing anywhere, and for some, play anywhere. And, and you're it. starting to see it, right? You're seeing better at bats from Teo, better at bats from from Suarez, Suarez. Yep. better. At, well, Julio's sort of been up and down, kind of waiting on that. And, yep. and but you are seeing better at bats. And you're right, Brock. When you're able to get some of that going and the the big chunks of runs, the crooked numbers mm. that show up at once, it does help the confidence of the hitters. But it also helps the pitchers as well. Uh, it is. Anytime you get your starting pitcher, certainly the young guys out there, uh, we get two 
early in the first inning. They helped us out with one of them, but the at-bats were good. And then, you know, jump on them there with the, the big home run by Ty in the second. You look up, you're up six runs, and now they can take a little breath. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's really hard to be perfect in this league. We're not asking, you know, talking about playing a clean game is different than a perfect game. I'm not asking anybody to be perfect, but, um, you know, you, you can um, kind of just take a deep breath, go out and pitch, focus on executing your pitches and not get so tied up into, oh, my gosh, I can't make a mistake. So getting the runs early certainly helps. Um, we'd love to see it here on a consistent basis. We're capable of doing it. You know, we've seen us do it before, um, but it takes really uh, disciplined approach um, every night. We're capable of doing it. Hopefully it continues tomorrow. You know what this crew has been capable of and what we've celebrated in their last two 90-win seasons and in their great run last year, breaking through a playoff uh, drought. Do you know what they were capable of the last couple of years? Players coming out of nowhere. Sam Haggerty, right? There, yeah, n- there was no reason to believe that he could play the kind of role he did last year, make the kind of impact he did. Right? You have seen players that are – who, where, where did where did that come from? And wouldn't it just be hilarious in this totally perplexing season at right. times? Wouldn't it honestly? Wouldn't you just kind of smile and go, "Goodness gracious, baseball! It's just baseball." Which one, Mike that Ford Jose, or Jose Caballero? Both of them. That Jose. Well, I guess Ford would be probably the bigger one because he's been on this now his eighth <laughs> team, the Princeton. Like grad. His third time on the Mariners, by yes. the way. Yes, I mean it would be really hilarious. If all of a sudden for the next four weeks he does what he did in Tacoma and he just hits, you know, two home runs a week and he hits seven, eight home runs, nine home runs over the next month. He's certainly capable of it. And it'd be equally hilarious that you make this move for Colton Wong and everything you wanted out of Colton Wong, hard to play against, (laughs) scrappy, pro, tough guy, good defender, has some pop in his bat, it's going to hit you some home runs. Is Jose Caballero, I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be in such a perplexing year at times just straight hilarity the other way. Jose Caballero. Trying to think of who he has been in the Mariners' past, and you know, I, I often kind of go there, right? Just because, just being a lifer. They were born in '77. I was born in '40 in '76. Mm-hmm. So growing up and playing wiffle ball in the backyard for days on end. I was talking to Justin during the break. You know, I don't know if you know this, Salk, but people thought he would be the next Mike Blowers. There was, there was a, when he's playing a little junior college baseball, Nobody third baseman, that. transition to third base. Wow. Yep. You know, motorcycle riding, all the similar stuff. Similar personalities. Similar, yes. Very yes. similar, very nice. You know, very similar personalities. I impersonated everybody, right? I, and I did. I went lefty. And I gave a little bit of the griffy wiggle in the, in the wiffle ball box. Of course box you did, and, yes. And, and all the rest of them. Um, is, he a, is he a, he's just, a, he's scrappy. He is feisty. Mark McLemore was just scrappy. But was he feisty feisty. like this? The thing about the McLemore McLemore was feisty. Caballero looks like he's ready to fight at any moment. Like he looks like he is like we played Doug Doug and Wolf Arlen. You want to go? Like he seems like he's ready to go at any point. He's hanging out over the plate. He's already been drilled eight times. Oh, yeah. He's finding little obnoxious ways to get the pitcher to like give him a ball because he's messing around with the pitch clock. He's sliding in hard at second base every time, stealing a bag as soon as he gets out there. He has got to be really aggravating to play against. It would not surprise me if other teams absolutely hated him. And I love it. 
and you put that together. We've not had you... many of those, right? We've not had the, no. the Odors. We've not had those just the spy. That's who I think he is. I think he's got some Runyon Odor to him. You think That's so? probably the best comp you could come up with. 866 <laughs> 866-979-3776. That text toy. Just text it in. We're not going to take calls on it because we got we got ranked, and Salk's got to totally, <laughs> totally bounce back. Is that but what you sound like when I'm not here? 7979 Is that how you talk when I'm gone and you have Welcome. to leave the show? Welcome to the Brock and Salk Show. Do you do that? You You're turn listening. into radio host guy? On Seattle Sports Station. You need You're a little listening. more pukey in your voice if you really want to do it. Right. If you really want to, you got to. need to sell it That's forward. better than when I go out of town and you turn into rock radio guy. Oh, Banana 101.5, Flint's Real Rock. Have you got a problem with <laughs> that, That was more? pretty good, Maura. Let's, we let's... were getting texts about that for a week after I got back like, Maura, you it, don't know what happened because while it was you were awesome. It's all I'd no. ever wanted to do. I don't want to do this job. I hate my. I hate this job. All I wanted to ever do more? was be a rock radio DJ. That's all I ever we wanted. We can tell in ranked every day. Can you cut that, please? Whatever he just Everybody said, I hate this job. Bird, and that was Leonard Skinner, named after, of course, their high school gym teacher. <laughs> Tough transition whenever you're going to go from Skinner to the 90s. Pearl Jam kind of blew a lot of that music right out of the water. Yeah. But I know you know Jeremy, and you're going to listen to it and like it right now. It's King Mike on Banana 1015. You know, it's this Flint's Real Rock. Oh, did I ever hit the post? Posted. That's did what Justin I let him ever do when hit I went the post? On vacation last year. What was that? That nonsense? was me hitting the post. Brock, did you like it? Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Who is Jose Caballero? Uh, let's see. He's Louis Soho, Joey Cora, but with fire. Fire, uh, fire I think, is the best. Odor is definitely. I think Odor is the best one. You think he's going to start unbutting his jersey like the more swag he gets? He's going to go from yes. Bill Hobart to Billy Hobart to Billy Joe Hobart? I actually think he might. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think he might. I think he might do all of those things. <sighs> yeah. I think he might be our very own Runyon Odor. Maybe not the exact same hitter, right? I mean, Odor is more of a power guy and all yes. that. Like he's a swing for the fences type of a hitter. I'm yep. not saying he's the same type of player, but. Could he be the same sort of like effect on a team? Yeah, How about I just think a, he could. I think that's a, a pretty pest, good comp, right? Just a pest that the other team. And there's a reason he's been hit eight times. There's a reason, like you know, that those guys. I don't. And is a is a rookie doing this? Like, and you know what he's saying? Like, hey man, I have waited for this for four oh, years. I like this one as well, Brock. Uh, again, with the text machine here, eight six six nine seven nine three seven. No, 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 say it right. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. I can't do that. <laughs> um, since I like comps that are not necessarily of the same sport, my Julio comp is Magic Johnson. How yeah. about this one? He's got a little angry Doug Baldwin in him. Yes. Does he have some yes. Doug Baldwin in him? Uh, yes, I like that a lot. And he's got and he's got enough kind of game too, right? I mean, Doug and, and Doug, it, <laughs> he, he had that right away. Oh yeah, it, but the same was, thing. Like overlooked, right. right? Not really yes. supposed to be here. You brought in everybody else, and all of a sudden, yep. you know, he's the one who. Oh, you going to give me this opportunity? Because Brock, let's be clear: they didn't just pay Colton Wong and trade for him. They also paid Dylan Moore. And they brought, you know, Sam Haggerty also mm-hmm. got to make the team ahead of him. I mean, like, yep. they went, he was fourth on the depth chart at second base. Now, was he talked about one time when no. we were down there in Arizona for no, a week? No, no. And he talked about the other kid, not. the shortstop for the Rainiers, and I'm blanking on his name now. And, and he had some a little bit of run late in oh, spring training. yeah, I know who you mean. He was kind of a defense first guy. Yeah, defense yep. first guy. I and, his name, too. Yep, and, and they kind of, yep. I at least heard his name. I did not hear the name Jose Caballero once 
when we were there the in, well, in, in the entire he, month. He's been everything this team has needed yeah. him to be, certainly, attitude-wise. Hey, uh, don't forget, speaking of wise, uh, the Seattle chapter of wise is doing something really cool here. That's women in sports and events. Mm. Yeah, for the second year, we are partnering uh, with the Seattle chapter of WISE to recognize a woman in our community that uh, is an inspiration. Uh, and so that's it's a pretty broad category there. If you know anyone that works in sports and also events, event planning, um, you can go to woiseattle.org to nominate them. Um, I think nominations go through next Friday, June 23rd, and then the finalists will be announced in September, early September, and you can vote on those then. Uh, Last year's winner was Teresa Haney. She um, founded the Seattle Metro Pickleball Association, uh, won a gold medal at the Pickleball National Championships, and um, she's focusing on just making it more accessible for everyone. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Pretty good. You, know what I, you know what I'm sensing, though? I'm sensing a battle royale between our own Maura Dooley and Stacey Ross for that sucker. Yeah. Are you two, are you two eligible because we're partnering? <laughs> I hope you two are still eligible. I don't I'd like to see that. I, yes. How about our, but, how about our fearless I, leader as well? You, oh, absolutely. Do you inspire me? <laughs> Your fight in vitriol every single day, Maura, at this time. Just wait. At this time, just wait because you are the fire, nothing but an inspiration. The anger and the vitriol's coming right now. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, well, Brock, since we ranked mountains yesterday and it was so controversial, we thought we would try to make things a little simpler today. And just, you know, placate everybody. So today we will rank lakes. Was this because somebody texted in this morning? He's like, what are you guys doing next? Lakes? Yeah, maybe. Well, today we're uh, ranking lakes because right. yesterday mountains got a little controversial. people that have favorite uh, lakes in this state mad. The same people uh, you made mad about mountains yesterday. Uh, I'm just saying we're ranking uh, lakes, Maura. Lakes. You, you, can, you can choose to, you know, go in another direction with this if you songs. want. Well, we do have some like, uh, oh, you know, sir. Bob Seger, Fire Lake. I have a hard time. Confession, hard time. And I know I shouldn't because they're two totally different humans. Bob Seeger and Bob Denver? Yep. Uh, Dylan. <laughs> Bob. Oh, More Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Wow. Yes. Uh, totally different voices. Yeah, very I get different it. everything. Similar it's, age. Same yeah. first name. Same first name. That's kind of where the similarities end, though. They kind of do, but I, I do have some. I'm just All right. I'm telling you, it's a confession. We I'm got proud. Lake of Fire, Nirvana, covering the Meat Puppets. Where did that folks go? What'd she say? It's an upbeat that's a, song that's a, that's for rock. A, that's a pick me up. You're going to hell. That's <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> a long time ago, Brock, we apparently had a caller who said this about Lake Taps. First of all, uh, that's what's wrong with Lake Taps. It's filled with stump. <laughs> what? Why did a caller say that on our air? Because it is. They drain that sucker, and it's nothing but it's stumps. stumps. All Lake right. Taps is important enough to be saved in the system. I figured you guys would know. We got yep. some uh, Swan Lake. A little, Tchaik- little Tchaikovsky for you, Brock. Appreciate that. For Tchaikovsky. the only morning show in the market that's played Tchaikovsky in the last year. You don't think King FM is playing that a little bit? Ah, morning show? <laughs> you think that's too that's too have, upbeat for no, the morning classical show? morning show? I don't know. 
That's a good question. You don't think BJ rocks a little Tchaikovsky? Technicality. They might go 18-12 overture at some point. Come on. I'm calling out all the other morning shows in town. See if they're if they're daring enough. And do you get any astrophysics talk today? <laughs> Probably not. That's what I thought. Probably not. Uh, there's the band Lakeside. Slippity slide. Yes, exactly. Covered by uh, or sampled rather by Brock. Hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh? That's. Ah. Coolio. We're looking for Coolio. Oh, yes. Gangster's Paradise Coolio. Got to throw this in there. It's not in the name of the song, but it is one of the Great Lakes. The legend lives on from the Chippewa home down at the big lake they call Gitchagoonie. That's right. (laughs) Do you know what the big lake is they call Gitchagoonie, Brock? Superior. Superior, they say, never gives up or dead. That's right. Mm -hmm. Nice job. You're on top of that one. You ever been to the Great Lakes? Uh, No. I kind of like to, though. It's like an ocean. They're gigantic. You pull up to Michigan City, and it's, what is that? That That is, looks like Ocean Shores. Crazy, right? It's humongous. I've, I've flown over it and stuff, and it's yes. really, really, really yeah. impressive. Uh, let's see. You got uh, some people like Lake and Tomlinson, Tim Laker, former uh, Mariner coach, Lake Dawson, mm-hmm. yeah, Carnell Lake. Lake Dawson. Not a federal way, Lake Dawson. Old Steeler great, Carnell Lake, and oh, Jimmy Lake, of course, who's. Oh, oh. Not renowned around not here. Top five not quite, no. The LA Lakers, of course, the Lake Show. Wow. Yeah, not in the Lake top five. Shy. Sorry. Lake Show. Land of Lakes Butter. Of course, mm. you got Ricky Lake. That's not a top five either? Ricky Lake. Didn't make it. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't quite make it. Nor did the uh, Lake Effect. Speaking Nor uh, famed Camp Crystal Lake Brock from uh, the Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> seem like you'd be a big Friday the 13th guy, yeah. Brock. You big... Yeah, that and that Nirvana song's real good pick me ups. <laughs> it's a lot real of moving. Good. Literally. <laughs> you really don't like this, huh? Fire and fry. That is such a famous performance of the Unplugged. I know. I respect for it. You I don't, I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, but I love that song. It's a great song. That might, that's probably my favorite Nirvana song. Brock, yesterday, your biggest gripe was that we didn't have anything local. That's one. I mean, yeah. yeah appreciate check that. and check. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw the show Top of the Lake, but it's worth your time with Elizabeth Moss down in uh, New Zealand. Awesome show. Of course, you got Lake Placid, the, the movie, Brock. Would you like me to get to the top five? I would. I'm curious. Are you going to fit Bonnie Lake and Lake Chelan and well, Lake are, Arnold and all the great let lakes? Let me, let me get to it. The top five, number five, Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> Sneaky one, I figured you'd put that higher. Really? Yeah. Higher than number five? Well, this is a tough category, I gotta tell you. Wow. Happy to see that. Yeah. Emerson Lincoln Palmer in the top five again. That's right. Number four, Brock. You knew I was gonna go here with a rush song. Good night. Lakeside Park. Is there a foreigner or Tom Petty today? Nope. Nope. Why do you love Rush so much? Seriously. What is it about Rush? What is it? Three musical geniuses who found each other and created unique music that will never be copied. Okay. That's a good enough answer. No, I appreciate the answer. Huh? It didn't sound like that. 
They're unbelievable, man. I mean, it just uh, uh, the progressive nature with the time signature, just all of it. Okay. Just three geniuses. You know what? You had an answer, so I appreciate the answer. Yeah, don't more, understand it, but I can appreciate right. it. I don't Rock, ask are you going to walk out if there's an actual lake in here? Number three, lakes ranked Lake Chelan. Yeah! Whoa. Woo! Ahead of Lake Wenatchee, ahead of Lake Roosevelt, ahead of Lake Pontchartrain, ahead of Lake Titicaca, ahead of Lake Stevens, ahead of Lake Diablo, ahead of Lake Crescent, ahead of Crater Lake, ahead of Cleveland, the mistake on the lake, ahead of Lake Tahoe, ahead of Lake City, ahead of Lake Taps, ahead of Lake Union even. Wow. Number three, (laughs) Lake Chelan. You'll notice that right in there is the word lake. Unlike Mount Rainier, which is missing a syllable in. Missing syllables has never stopped you from squeezing things into rank before. Thank you, Mara. Let's be honest. You Did you mention Lake Washington? I'm was number three. Lake Washington. Number three, Brock. Okay, thank you. Was Lake Chelan, and I gave you some of the lakes I that it was ahead that. of. Where were the Seahawks and the Muckleshoots canoeing yesterday? Number two, lakes ranked. Lake Washington. Just placating the Brock. Two big old bridges going across. Not that I ever go across them because getting east of Lake Washington, nothing good happens. I stay west of Lake Washington at all times. <laughs> Matt in Oregon. I feel like he's going to pick number one. Matt in Oregon? His text just said, I don't want to ruin anything here, so I don't want to read it. Mm. But if I know Salk. Mm. Matt in Oregon thinks he knows. Well, it one. is my list. I will say <laughs> I am the one who gets to, to rank this list every day and ahead of Lake Washington, ahead of Lake Union, ahead of Lake Chelan and all the other lakes around. Crater Lake Number Union. one, Brock, where I was willing to put a floating arena. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The one and only. Oh, yeah. Green Lake. <laughs> Woo. Shout out. To Green Lake. Shout out to the 2.8 mile stickers that we see around my little community. Wow. You ever swim in that sucker? Heck no. What are you, crazy? It's disgusting. <laughs> swim in Green Lake? What do I look like? Some kind of degenerate? Brock, you ever swim in Mott Lake? God, yeah. no. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't like swimming in lakes at all. I got eels. It's disgusting. I'm not going and to Green leeches. Lake. Ugh. The disrespect Ugh. of Lake City is noted. Oh. oh I drove down Lake City Way the other day. I don't think I disrespected it oh, at all. The backdoor pub. We got to go. Bump and Stacy are up next. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We'll see what Jerry is like when we talk to him at 8.30. Until then, the hey. Marn. Oh, you're back today. How nice. I am. See you, everybody. Chopper! 